Welcome back to Zion's Redemption Radio Network. I am Mark Lichtenwalter. This is Fundamentally Mormon. Today we're going to be starting on a new book that deals with reincarnation and the evidence for reincarnation in the scriptures. And uh, we'll talk about that and probably get into the progression of the gods and multiple mortal probations, which Joseph Smith alluded to in the King Follett Discourse and in uh, the lecture at the Grove, which was the last sermon that he gave in June of 1844. We're going to start off with a preface in chapter one of this book called Reincarnation. And we'll start with the audio reading portion of the program, which is about 11 minutes long. So if you're not interested in listening to this part of the program, you can skip forward to about 12 minutes, 13 minutes, something like that. And I'll start the reading portion with my reading and commentary. Thank you for listening. Reincarnation by Alden Kraut. It is appointed unto men once to die. Hail to the prophet, ascended to heaven. Traitors and tyrants now fight him in vain. Mingling with gods, he can plan for his brethren. Death cannot conquer the hero again. Typography by Ann Wild, February 1994. Contents, preface pages 5 to 6. Chapter 1 Introduction, Aratstone pages 7 to 11. Chapter 2 Definitions pages 12 to 18. Chapter 3 Reasons for Believing pages 19 to 23. Chapter 4 A Direction or a Deception pages 24 to 25. Chapter 5 A History of Reincarnation pages 26 to 54. Chapter 6 Learning by Experience pages 55 to 61. Chapter 7 The Pre-Mortal World pages 62 to 67. Chapter 8 Predestination and Foreordination pages 68 to 72. Chapter 9 Spirits and Spiritual Manifestations pages 73 to 82. Chapter 10 The Blessing of Mortality pages 83 to 86. Chapter 11 Angelic Beings pages 87 to 96. Chapter 12 The Doctrine of the Devil pages 97 to 104. Chapter 13 Paradise and Asher World of Spirits pages 105 to 112. Chapter 14 The Sons of Perdition pages 113 to 121. Chapter 15 Resurrection of the Body pages 122 to 135. Chapter 16 The Second Death pages 136 to 143. Chapter 17 Final Judgment pages 144 to 147. 
Chapter 18 points to ponder pages 148 to 163. Chapter 19 Mormonism versus Reincarnationism pages 164 to 178. Chapter 20 The Case of Father Adam pages 179 to 191. Chapter 21 Conclusion Apolished to pages 192 to 199 page 5 preface hundreds, if not thousands, of books have been written about the great mysteries of life and death. A large portion of them have promoted or defended the theory that we will continually be born into this world and to others. Skeptics, mystics, and poets have proclaimed different but interesting views concerning a ring of return, describing a rebirth into mortality. Fifty years ago most Americans scoffed at the idea of being reborn into mortality that it was simply an occult superstition. Today it is probably the fastest growing religious thought among the nation's gurus, psychics, and preachers. Our New Age movement is the most effective missionary vehicle nurturing its success. As a believer in the fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the author has been amazed at the number of acquaintances who believe that they have lived on this earth sometime before and that their spirit will come back again in another mortal body sometime in the future. Among them are Buddhists, Theosophists, Ospies, Hindus, Reincarnationists, Catholics, Protestants, and even a few Mormons. In response to some of their published and unpublished views on the subject of reincarnation, in whatever form or variation, this book is written. In fact, enough material has been collected on this subject by the author to publish additional volumes, but this one should suffice. Admittedly, some references can have two or more interpretations, like many scriptures, but hopefully after reading and considering the definitions, histories, doctrines, and philosophies included herein, the reader will gain a more complete understanding and see a more comprehensive picture upon which to base his personal beliefs. The individual conclusions arrived at may not matter much with regard to one's salvation, but may seriously affect personal exaltation. Page 7 Chapter 1 Introduction A rough stone and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. In February of 1969, the Gallup Poll Index, which was based at Princeton University, inquired into the religious beliefs and practices of people in 12 Western nations. One of those questions was, do you believe in reincarnation? The result was the subject of a book by George Gallup entitled Adventures in Immortality. On page 137 he lists the percentages in some of those nations that believe they will be born again into immortality, that is, Austria is 20%. Canada is 26%. France is 23%. England is 18%. Germany is 25%. Greece is 22%. Norway is 14%. Sweden is 12%. Holland is 10%. USA is 20%. According to a recent newspaper item, the USA percentage was even a little higher. Article says 23% of Americans believe in reincarnation. Thus nearly one-fourth of the people in the Western nations believe in some kind of reincarnation. It is interesting to note that these are basically Christian nations. Nations. The London Daily Telegraph reported that in Great Britain the belief had risen from 18% in 1969 to 28% in 1979. In the Asiatic nations, 
It is the belief of almost all those people. According to Geddes MacGregor, of all ideas in the history of religion, none is more universal in its appeal than is that of reincarnation. It has been estimated that almost half of the population of the world believe in some form of rebirth into another mortal life. For this reason it cannot be simply shrugged off as another superstition or unpopular religious concept. To really understand this belief, it requires considerable study into the history, philosophy and sacred writings of the present and the past leading one through such areas as divine karma, cosmic law, intuitive faculty, astral nature, cosmic consciousness, and many others. It will take a person into the darkest jungles of Africa, through the temples of the ancients, and among the customs of pagans, Christians and even atheists. Certainly faith, sincerity, or desire do not prove that a religious belief is correct. Many pious worshippers incur unnecessary suffering and sorrow because of their incorrect devotions. Sad as it may be, almost the entire history of mankind is an account of false worship, false gods, and all the ills that attend such a course. The natural sciences, such as physics, chemistry, and mathematics, help us understand and distinguish the difference between theory and the absolute nature of law. More importantly, we should study and test the doctrines and teachings of various religions to learn to separate the genuine from the imitation. Death is a doorway through which mankind dreads to pass because of the possible pain involved because our knowledge of life after death is so limited, and because we fear the unknown. Just before his death, the Pulitzer Prize winner, William Saroyan, author of the human comedy, facetiously said, Everybody has got to die, but I have always believed an exception would be made in my case. Coming back, The Science of Reincarnation, pub. By Baked Evaden to Book Trust, 1982 ed. P. Nine, there exist mixed feelings about, one, the fear of dying, two, the joy of leaving this cruel and wicked world, and three, the distress of thinking we will have to come back and do it all over again. Apparently the special attraction for being born again is so that disadvantaged humans may see reincarnation as a chance to be reborn to a higher or more respectable caste for social position. Some people adopt the theory of reincarnation into the realm of their religious beliefs with the comment that, one guess is as good as another. This is certainly a weak basis for a religion that should entail the principles of revelation, inspiration, and an understanding of scripture. For the poor peasant in the third world countries, the belief in reincarnation explains the dismal life he must bear now and gives him spiritual hope of a better life in the future. For him, a belief in reincarnation is at least better than anything else available to him. This also applies to many Catholics and Protestants who believe in a God that is invisible, formless and scattered throughout the universe. If their religion teaches them that when they die, they will be just like him, that is a confusing and repressing thought and dash and once again, a belief in reincarnation may be a slight improvement. But for saints in these latter days, who through modern revelation, have further light and knowledge and a clearer understanding of the plan of salvation, this so-called attraction to reincarnation should not be so necessary or appealing. The following warning should be carefully considered before proceeding further on this subject, but most reincarnation literature is poorly informed, highly speculative, superficial, and inconclusive. Some books purport to document cases of people who, under hypnosis, have been regressed to previous lifetimes. They describe in detail houses they lived in, 
streets they walked on, parks they frequented as children, and the names of their former parents, friends, and relatives. All this makes for interesting reading, and while such books have certainly stimulated the ever-widening public interest and belief in reincarnation, careful investigations have revealed that many of these so-called past-life regression cases are rife with speculations, inaccuracies, and even fraud. Coming back. Op. Sit. P. X. While reincarnation is a subject of fascinating study, before accepting it as a tenet of one's religion, an extensive search should be conducted far beyond that of just an intellectual exercise. As the reader searches for the whole truth through the pages of this book, maybe he will feel that his faith and knowledge in this area will advance from that of a rough stone to a polished jewel. Rough stone to a polished jewel. Okay. <clears throat> That was the reader portion of the program, and now we'll get into my portion of the program. <laughs> I didn't realize that the music had turned off, and uh, I fixed that for this. Let me turn it up just a little bit so that you guys can hear it. I know people have told me they like it when they hear the music in the background, so reincarnation by Ogden Kraut, quote, It is appointed unto men once to die. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27. Hell to the prophet ascended to heaven. Traitors and tyrants now fight him in vain. Mingling with gods he can plan for his brethren. Death cannot conquer the hero again. Sacred Hymns and Spiritual Songs, 16th edition, 1877, page 325. Typography by Ann Wild, written February, or it was published February of 1994. Contents, preface, pages 5 and 6. Chapter 1, introduction, A Rough Stone, pages 7 and to 11 and that's what we're covering today so each of these programs will be uh, one program per chapter unless the chapter is long then we'll do it in parts chapter 2 definitions pages 12 to 18 chapter 3 reason for believing pages 19 to 23 chapter 4 a direction or a deception pages 24 to 25 Chapter 5, History of Reincarnation, pages 26 to 54, so that one will definitely be a two- or three-parter. Chapter 6, Learning by Experience, pages 55 through 61. Chapter 7, The Premortal World, pages 62 to 67. Chapter 8, Predestination and Foreordination, pages 68 to 72. Chapter 9, Spirits and Spiritual Manifestations, pages 73 to 82. Chapter 10, The Blessings of Mortality, pages 83 to 86. Chapter 11, Angelic Beings, pages 87 through 96. 
Chapter 12, A Doctrine of Devils, pages 96 to 104. Chapter 13, Paradise, A World of Spirits, pages 105 to 112. Chapter 14, Sons of Perdition, pages 113 to 121. Chapter 15, Resurrection of the Body, pages 122 to 135. Chapter 16, The Death, The Second Death, pages 136 to 143. Chapter 17 is The Final Judgment, pages 144 to 147. Chapter 18, Points to Ponder, pages 148 to 163. Chapter 19, Mormonism vs. Reincarnationism, chapter, uh, pages 164 to 178. Chapter 20 is a case of Father Adam, pages 179 to 191. Chapter 21 is Conclusion, a Polished Jewel, pages 192 to 199. We're on page 5, and this is the preface. Hundreds, if not thousands, of books have been written about the great mysteries of life and death. A large portion of them have been promoted or defended or defended the theory that we will continually be born in, into this world and or others. Skeptics, mystics, and poets have proclaimed different but interesting views concerning a ring of return describing a rebirth into mortality. Fifty years ago, most Americans scoffed at the idea of being reborn into mortality, that it was simply an occult superstition. Today, it is probably the fastest-growing religion thought among the nation's gurus, psychics, and preachers. In our new age, move. Our New Age movement is the most effective missionary vehicle nurturing its success. As a believer in the fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the author, so Ogden Kraut, has been amazed at the number of acquaintances who believe that they have lived on this earth sometime before and that their spirits will come back again in another mortal body sometime in the future. Among them are Buddhists, Theosophists, Orientists. I don't know what that is. Let me look that up real quick. I'm going to define that word. Oh, there's no definition found. I don't know what that is. Hindus, Reincarnationalists, Catholics, Protestants, and even a few Mormons. In response to some of their published and unpublished views on the subject of reincarnation in whatever form or variation, this book is written. This book is written. In fact, enough material has been collected on the subject by the author to publish additional volumes, but this one should suffice. Admittedly, some references can go two or more can have two or more interpretations like many scriptures. But hopefully after reading and considering the definitions, theories, doctrines, and philosophies included herein, the reader will gain a more complete understanding and see a more comprehensive picture upon which to base his personal beliefs. 
The individual conclusions arrived at may not matter much with regards to one's salvation, but may seriously affect personal exaltation. Page 7, Chapter 1, Introduction, A Rough Stone. And God shall wipe away all the tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Revelations chapter 21, verse 7. In February of 1969, a Gallup poll index, which was based in at Princeton University inquired into religious beliefs and practices of people in 12 Western nations. One of those questions was, do you believe in reincarnation? The result was the subject of a book by George Gallup entitled Adventures in Immortality. On page 137, he lists the percentages in some of those nations that believe they will be born again into mortality. In Austria, it was 20%. In Canada, it was 26%. In France, it was 23%. In England, it was 18%. In Germany, it was 25%. In Greece, it was 22%. In Norway, it was 14%. In Sweden, it was 12%. In Holland, it was 10%. In the United States of America, it was 20%. According to the recent newspaper items, the U.S. percentage was even a little higher. Article says, 23% of Americans believe in reincarnation. And that was uh, listed in the USA Today, Friday, November 12th, 1993. Thus, nearly one-fourth of the people in the Western nations believe in some kind of reincarnation. It is interesting to note that these are basically Christian nations. The London Daily Telegraph reported that in Great Britain, the belief had risen from 18% in 1969 to 28% in 1979 and the asiatic nations it is believed that it is the belief of almost all all of those people according to gettys mac gregor of all ideas in the history of religion none is more universal in its appeal than is that of reincarnation and quote and quote reincarnation in christianity page one It has been estimated that almost half of the population of the world believe in some form of rebirth into another another mortal life. For this reason, it cannot be simply shrugged off as another superstition or unpopular religious concept. To really, really understand this belief, it requires considerable study into the history philosophy and sacred writings of the the present and the past leading one through such areas as divine ka, karma, cosmic law, intuitive faculty, astral nature, cosmic consciousness, and many others. It will soon, it will take a person into the darkest jungles of Africa through the temples of the ancients and among the customs of pagans, Christians, and even atheists. 
page 9. Certainly faith, sincerity, or desire do not prove that a religious belief is correct. Many pious worshipers incur unnecessary suffering and sorrow because of their incorrect devotions. Sad as it may be, almost the entire history of mankind is an account of false worship, false gods, and all the ills that attend such such a course. End quote. New Witness for the Articles of Faith by McConkie, page 4. The natural sciences such as physics, chemistry, and mathematics help us understand and distinguish the difference between theory and the absolute nature of law. More importantly, we should study and test the doctrines and teachings of various religions to learn to separate the genuine from the imitation. Death is a doorway through which mankind dreads to pass because of the possible pain involved, because our knowledge of of life after death is so limited, and because of the fear of the unknown. Just before his death, the Pulitzer Prize winner, William Saroyan, Saroyan, I guess, author of the human comedy, feliciously said, Everybody has to, has got to die, but I've always believed in an exception, that an exception would be made in my case. End quote, and that comes from Coming Back, The Science of Reincarnation, published by Bhaktivedanta. <laughs> I don't even know. Bhaktivedanta, Book of Trust, 1982 edition, page, introduction, page nine. There exist mixed feelings about it. Number one, the fear of dying. Number two, the joy of leaving this cruel and wicked world. And number three, the distress of thinking we'll have to come back and do it all over again. Apparently, the special attraction for being born again is so that the disadvantaged humans may see reincarnation as a chance to be reborn to a higher, more respectable caste or social position. And that's an Indian thing. I think that's a he, uh, Hindu thing. But anyway, that comes from Spencer Palmer. I have a question. Enzyme. So that's a church publication. August 1989, page 52. And we're on page 10 if you're reading along with us. Some people adopt the theory of reincarnation into the realm of their religious beliefs with the comment that one guess is as good as another. This is certainly a weak basis for a religion that should entail the principles of revelation, inspiration, and an understanding of scripture. For the poor peasant in the third world countries, The belief in reincarnation explains the dismal life he must bear now and gives him more spiritual hope of a better life in the future. For him, a belief in reincarnation is at least better than anything else available to him. This also applies to many Catholics and Protestants who believe in a God that is invisible, formless, and scattered throughout the universe. If their religion teaches them that when they die, they will be just like him, 
That is a confusing and depressing thought. And once again, a belief in reincarnation may be a slight improvement. But for the saints in these latter days, who through modern revelation have further light and knowledge and a clearer understanding of the plan of salvation, this so-called attraction to reincarnation should not be so necessary or appealing. The following warning should be carefully considered before proceeding further on this subject. Oh, let's see here. Is this a quote? Yes, it is. It is a quote. I thought it was a quote, but I wasn't sure. Anyway, this is from a book called Coming Back. So let me get back up here to the uh, the beginning of this quote. Though I wasn't sure if it was a quote or not. <laughs> uh, just let me get to it here. Oh, I went past it. Okay, here we go. Uh, All right, so this is the quote. But most reincarnation literature is poorly informed, highly speculative, superficial, and inconclusive. Some books purport to document it document cases of people who are under hypnosis hypnosis have been regressed to previous lifetimes they describe in detail houses they lived in streets they walked on parks they frequented as children and the names of their former parents friends and relatives all of this makes for interesting reading and while such books have certainly stimulated the ever-widening public interest and belief in reincarnation. Careful investigations have revealed that many of these so-called past life regression cases are rife with speculations, inaccuracies, and even fraud. So that's the end of that quote. Coming back, op site, page, introduction, page 10. Now we're on page 11. While reincarnation is a subject of fascinating study before accepting it as a tenet of one's religion, an extensive search should be conducted far beyond that of just an intellectual exercise. As the reader searches for the whole truth through the pages of this book, maybe he will feel that his faith and knowledge in this area will advance from that of a rough stone to that of a polished jewel. So that's the end of the chapter. And so this is going to be a very short program because I only do one chapter a day unless I have to split that chapter up into parts. But I was going to talk about a little bit of something before I end the program for today. And we're just doing podcasts unless... Unless people want to come on the show and then I can set that up and we can do that but um since we don't have people you know what maybe i will make it a radio program because more than just latter-day saints listen to this stuff and maybe they will call in all right so here's what i have to say I studied this stuff out to the best of my ability, and I spent many years studying out different cases. 
one case in particular got me very interested in the subject and I thought to myself, wow, this has to be evidence of reincarnation. And I'll tell you what it was. There was a boy a number of years ago who was very, very interested in a specific type of World War II plane and an aircraft carrier. Every time his parents showed him a picture of of this specific plane, he was very interested, very excited. Uh, He went to a museum where he got to see one of these planes up close and personal. Very, very, very happy little boy. It's a boy thing, right? Well, continue. we'll continue on with this. So he would tell his parents all kinds of stories about his experiences in a past life in this kind of airplane. And his parents thought, oh, this kid has a creative imagination. Oh, how cute and everything else, right? But he was a fanatic about this particular airplane and a specific aircraft carrier in World War II. His parents found out through the grapevine that there was going to be a reunion of airmen who flew off of this uh, this carrier. And they decided that since their son was so interested in this particular subject, and since it wasn't a big deal, uh, maybe it was, but they decided to go to this this reunion. Now here's where the story gets interesting. That kid, I think he was about five to seven at the time. It's been like, it's been a long time since I researched all of this out, but I'll get to why I'm talking about it in a minute. That kid recognized the people at the reunion. He knew who they were. He remembered them, and he even knew who he was. Once again, I say this is the greatest case for reincarnation I've ever found. I studied it out. I wanted to know, and I was convinced that this was a slam dunk for reincarnation. The man who this kid claimed to be was shot down in the Pacific and he died a fiery death and then, you know, in the water and everything, his plane, it crashed. He was shot down. He died. Well, I tell people all the time, study it out to the best of your ability. And and that's more than just reading a couple of books or whatever. Like, really give it a go. If you believe that this is something that is right or wrong or whatever, when it doesn't matter what the subject is. Really give it a good go and study it out to the best of your ability, which I did. And I took it to the Father, as I tell everybody to do, because a, a true prophet teaches people to get revelation for themselves, and I'm a true witness of the Father and the Son. And I said, Heavenly Father, this is the case. I believe it. This is a really good case. And I want confirmation of the Spirit if this is true. And he told me no. The Spirit withdrew from me 
And I recognized that. And I was left to uh, an anxiety and a depression and a stress and a sadness, which is the exact opposite of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And I realized that I believed in something that was false doctrine. So I repented of my false belief and I said, Heavenly Father, I repent of this. I recognize that your spirit has withdrawn from me. But can you tell me how it's possible that this kid knew all these things? He told me that that child was in the spirit world as a ministering spirit to that man. And he was there through all of the things that he remembers. The veil was thin for this kid. And he watched this man who he was a ministering spirit over, get shot down and die in the Pacific. He was there in the spirit when this man made friends with all of these men. And that is why this child remembered all of these things. And this child and the parents and a lot of other people, they assume that this is a good case for reincarnation. And it is. I thought it was the greatest case I'd ever seen for reincarnation. But it simply wasn't true. But then the father said something very interesting to me. He said there's more to it than that. And then he didn't tell me anything at all for a long period of time. And I continue to study things out and try to figure it out. And really, I could only get so far. And I didn't know about the lecture at the, um, in the Grove. or the, I knew about the King Fullet discourse, but I didn't really dive really deep into it. That wouldn't be till many years later. And it's interesting because many years later, as I was asking God, what is more to it? I was told a great secret. I was told that we are damned in the state of resurrection unless we are exalted. So anything below, anything in the celestial kingdom or celestial glory Below exaltation is a form of damnation. We cannot grow and gain greater light and knowledge and have a greater resurrection in that resurrected body unless we put off that body and go on an earth again. I was taught that when John talked about the new heaven and the new earth, that this earth would become a celestial sphere and that all they who chose to go into mortality again would put off the resurrection after this earth cycle was completed and that we would go on a new earth with a new savior because there's a savior for each earth and they're not always or ever the same. There is a first presidency for each earth. 
that consists of God the Creator, who is the Father, God the Redeemer, who is the Son, and God the Witness, who is the Holy Ghost. And that in order to progress to a higher state of resurrection, we go into a new mortality and we gain the experiences needed if we choose to, to go and to have the experiences so that we can gain a higher level of resurrection. And this is how we ascend. We ascend in mortalities and go into eternal lives, plural, lives. And there's still more to it than that. I have a friend in Australia who is very, very gifted in things of the spirit. And she believes that every person, save a few, that will be at Adam and is on the earth in mortality now. And most of them don't know who they are. I don't know if this is true or not. I've seen evidence for it. I haven't gotten an answer from God, but I believe it probably is true. But like I said, I haven't gotten an answer from God on the subject, but I think it might be true. And, and you know, Joseph Smith said that we are not punished for believing too much, but I won't teach it as doctrine, but I think it might be true. I know the scripture that starts out with, it is appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment, but we have to remember that there's more than one judgment. I know the thing about multiple mortal probations from world to world is true because I received that information directly from the Father as his witness. But I don't know about multiple mortal probations in this world. So all I can do is speculate and the Father has kept me in the dark. But... The thing that drives me a little bit nuts about this subject is people are so adamant about this being true or false when they don't get revelation for themselves. It's speculation, but they're so hung up on they're right and you're wrong that I think that it's a good idea to read this book. Now, I wrote, I've read every single one of these books on my old program, but now we're going through it again on this new program, which isn't new. I mean, I've been doing this particular program for four years now. But we're going to go over it again because I think it is a good topic to go over because there is evidence for reincarnation in the, in the scriptures. So we're going to talk about this. And you know what? I've decided <laughs> I'm like back and forth on whether I want it to be an, an open lines radio show or whether I want it to be a podcast. I'm just going to keep this one as a podcast because honestly, 
um, I can I can start work earlier if I don't do the program as an on-air, online, like, live program. And once I get down to... Um, down to the Klitschapaw, which is a, a $4 million road that goes up to the mine that I'll be loading out of tonight. I'm not going to sit there and wait for the program to be over with. So if anybody has any questions or comments for me, you can direct them to my TikTok, which is Red Pill Mormon. And I will make videos to respond to your questions or comments. And I'll leave it at 10 minutes because that is the allotted time that I have. I might have to do part one or part two, part three. It just depends on the complexity of the issue that you're talking about. But I think I will just leave it at that. So we're just going to we're going to cut off the program for today. And then I will put out uh, chapter two later on. And I just want to thank everyone for uh, being patient with me and my son who just peeked his head around the corner because he is playing quietly. Thank goodness for once. And uh, just I just want to thank everyone for listening and for learning with me. Take care, everyone. God bless and goodbye. <laughs>